This is Amita Switlow um, in Tirso Vieso's office in Vancouver. And the last time I met a guy named Paul Watts, we were at UBC and uh, you were exuberant and helping me talk with students there and uh, telling them about their ex about an experience that you've had. So Paul, when were you in the Philippines? Well, you know, I first went over to the Philippines in uh, 2005 and it was a really a remarkable opportunity for me because I didn't, I sort of thought I was going somewhere else, but this, this uh, amazing uh, placement was outlined for me and I couldn't resist. <laughs> what was the placement? Well, the placement, my placement officer said, Paul, we realize you're kind of an education junkie and this position has more education than in it than any other I could find anywhere we go in the world. Really? Really. Okay, so you head off. I went off and... and what uh, year was this? This was 2005. Okay. So March 2005, March 2nd, my mother's birthday, I landed in the Philippines and uh, was immediately greeted by a very different climate and a very different culture uh, compared to any that I'd experienced before. Now, had you been overseas on assignment before? I hadn't been overseas on assignment, but I did my um, I did my my doctorate at the University of Oslo in Norway. Oh. So uh, I wasn't uh, it wasn't a unique experience in terms of working outside of the country, but very much it was a unique experience in working with uh, people in a less developed area. So what did you do your PhD? My, my PhD was focused on energetics in Arctic ecosystems, uh, actually working on polar bears. Oh, really? And now I find that I have, I have, I've just done this great uh, gambit of, uh, of experience from polar bears to uh, working in less developed countries, and I found that they're very much connected because the future of the planet in terms of the, how we relate to the biosphere will probably be determined by how we approach development in the less development countries and how we facilitate that development. Because, of course, looking at uh, the TV, if you're in the Philippines or China, everybody wants their cars and their refrigerators, and it's all these things that have an impact upon the climate that really will determine the future of the polar bears. So, at first I oh, thought I was going connection. to... I know, I thought I was going somewhere and doing something completely different, and now I feel that I'm, uh, I'm just kind of working in two locations with a very large commute. <laughs> okay, so where do you live now? Well, on my on my baggage when I when I'm traveling for a home address, I put my email address. Oh, I see, because you're a man of the world now. <laughs> well, we uh, 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 we have a place. My wife and I have uh, a place in uh, the Philippines, and uh, I have fam, of course, much family in in Canada. So, uh, Canada and the Philippines. All right. But I'm really attracted to Bangladesh. Oh, I think so. it's amazing. Yeah, Bangladesh would be a really interesting, because I like working with indigenous people. I've done that both in Canada and the Philippines. So uh, the situation in Bangladesh I find really interesting. So did you meet your wife there in the Philippines? No, I met my wife in Vancouver because I came here for training at uh, the uh, University of British Columbia. Mm -hmm. And the director there, uh, the Daniel Pauly, uh, it was uh, uh, previously in the Philippines for several decades and working on fisheries. So he said, come on over, we'll finish our Arctic project and uh, I can help you to prepare. So I walked in the door and the, but the second person I met, uh, 
is is now my uh, my wife. What's her name? Maravik Pajero. And she's just getting her PhD. Actually, actually, big celebration. Yesterday, December 2nd, 2009, she successfully defended and uh, got all sorts of accolades. Wonderful. This is exciting. So, you end up in the Philippines. What is the project you're working on in the Philippines when you get there? In the Philippines, I was brought in to uh, facilitate and uh, advise on coastal resource management for Aurora State College of Technology, uh, which is on the Luzon in the Luzon Islands, on the northeast side, also on the Pacific Coast. Are they beautiful, those islands? Yes, it's a very it's a very beautiful place and a very interesting place to work. A very challenging place, mm -hmm. but not as challenging as some places I might have gone. I'm sure. What was the most challenging thing you faced in the field? Um, I think that for me, the most challenging part of the work was to really get to a point where I, I could see my role within the culture. So that involved not only how I see saw the culture, but how the culture perceived me. Uh -huh. and, and so that I start to see what my... Um, uh, what my opportunities are to to facilitate and to uh, be a catalyst for positive change. Mm -hmm. So uh, getting to the point where I could really see how to approach situations was really, really quite a major thing. So uh, there was many times, many times where I felt that there were points that needed to be brought out in the open. Mm -hmm. And and uh, I finally got to the realization that the way to do that yes. was to have uh, uh, to develop relationships and then to work with individuals on a one-on-one -on -one basis, especially if it involved something where there was uh, where I perceived a change was required in order to meet some of our goals. Mm -hmm. So getting to the point where I could see myself within the culture as well as understand how the culture was seeing me within the setting. I think that was the, 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 the biggest challenge. Now when you went, you went with QSO, right? Uh, I went with uh, Volunteer Services oh, Overseas. Oh, you went with yeah. QSO, that's right. Right, so we weren't partnered then. Yeah, we weren't, so we're partnered now. And preparing for change, I think, I think they kind of open your eyes to that, that inevitable thing that it's not just how you see the culture, it's how the culture sees you to provide effective change. So you learn how to collaborate and how to, you learn that one-on-one -on -one works a lot better and well, then bringing it to the team after. Well, yeah, the, the um, initially, uh, certainly I had, from working with indigenous people in the, in the Canadian North and, and doing other things, I had a lot of the uh, ideas uh, in some form or another but the preparing for change, the, those trainings that I took uh, in, uh, actually that was in England uh, and then, oh. and then uh, in Ottawa, uh, were just absolutely amazing. And, and, and we could see, those of us that went through it could see where some people were really, uh, really, challenged. really challenged by it. And uh, certainly I felt challenged, but I felt challenged in a very positive way. In, in fact, it was for me a validation of, of many parts of my personality in terms of how I work with people and helped to channel how I, how I developed myself. So uh, 
I, I found the, the training programs through uh, what was then VSO to be really, really great. Um, uh, if I had have known about that, those training programs, and they were offered, if I had have known of the outcome of those training programs and they were offered as a course, I would sign up just to, just to go through them. I think so. I felt that yeah. way too when I took, took them just to see what the uh, what our volunteers go through. And I think that um, your contribution now, when you were at this, uh, at, on, on your assignment, what exactly did you feel that you helped contribute? What, what I think uh, my biggest contribution was, was in terms of how to approach development goals as a institution and as well within a provincial framework of that particular country in the Philippines. Okay. And the, the, one of the challenges of the Philippines is they've had uh, a great deal of external involvement, a great deal of international mm -hmm. involvement. And there's a tendency to look up Yes. Up the uh, to look up the system and 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 try to get support coming down even from the international level for a specific activity. However, you could have um, uh, a, a you have many different agencies working in the same direction but not related. Oh. So so for example, we we had this major coastal resource management project at the college, and after about two weeks. I asked, well, within our province, do the municipalities have coastal resource management programs? And they said, oh yes, definitely. And I said, does the province have one? They said, oh yes, of course. Do we communicate with them? No. And, and so that, that, that for me was, was my focus, communication and coordination, because there's a lot of initiatives yes. focused in the same direction. So what I contributed, I felt, was the whole concept of communication and coordination as a primary function of the institution. So uh, the, my counterpart, uh, who was at the time secretary to the board of directors, uh, board of trustees for the college, ended up being the president of the, of the college. And, uh, and through my work with him, we had communication and coordination put in the mission uh -huh. statement of the, of the college itself. So not just to uh, take uh, ownership and, and, and for activities and do specific activities, but to look at how other agencies are doing similar work and develop systems of communication and coordination. Now it's not a, uh, it's not, uh, it's not a cooked cake. And, and so it's, it's not a, it's not a, a complete, uh, 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 development that that uh, that was uh, uh, that was accomplished during my time there, but I, I do believe that that was my biggest contribution is to contribute along that direction. And I think that's a lesson we we have all over the world. It's here even in Canada. You can have many people working on one project. Only you know recently have they all started saying, "Oh, hey, <laughs> by the way, let's be more efficient. Let's get more done." and engage our, commun our communities. And so much can be done at a community level instead of always looking up internationally to support different work, right? I, I, think, it's, I think we have to uh, 
competition is very good in some sports. It's not something that should be involved in development. That's a wonderful statement. I really have, I will definitely put that on the lead information in this podcast. And I, I know that you're a good com community communicator and a good inspirer because a lot of the youth that we spoke to in on that day at UBC either applied or are volunteering with us here in Vancouver. Oh, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. Well, you know, as as we've uh, we've had the the limited opportunities, but I uh, but I uh, I to to talk, but uh, I'm very interested in.